Hey beauty business babe, have you thought about starting your very own spray tanning business? Or perhaps you've thought about bringing in spray tanning to your already existing beauty business. I wanna help you do that. Go to freespraytantraining.com to get your free 90-minute intro to sunless training. This is gonna teach you all of the juicy details about how you can start your very own spray tanning business or bring in spray tanning to your already existing menu. Go to freespraytantraining.com. I can't wait to see you guys there. Hey beauty business babe, my name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Welcome to the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am so excited to be your guest host today. My name is Anna. I am the student success coordinator at Spray Tan Class co-admin of the group Beauty Business Babes on Facebook, and I am your guest host today, and I am here with our guest for today's episode. I would love for you to just go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what your story is, um, and then we'll dive right in. Okay, well, thanks so much for having me. Uh, My name is Kavita Sahai. Uh, The company is K-Sahai, and it's a clean wellness and beauty brand. Awesome. How did you get into that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. So I actually, you know, when I was younger, um, and I'll probably date myself because it's before the time of Google, I watched Pretty Woman. And I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I want to do when I'm older. But like, not Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. So I was like, oh, I want to be this big shot, private equity guy, it looks like you know, a great career where you can help people if you choose to be that kind of person and make a lot of money. Um, So that's what I did. I actually did mergers and acquisitions and went on to do private equity. And then at some point, like so many times when we think we want something, right, we check all the boxes that we think means success. um, It actually wasn't fulfilling. And I felt terrible. I found myself in a car full of post-it notes because my brain literally couldn't hold the information. But yet when I went to the doctor, they were like, oh, you're normal. Everything's fine. I'm like, this can't be normal. And at the time I was doing a lot of turnaround work. So I was working with consumer product companies that were in bankruptcy and turning them around. Um, So I stumbled upon this apothecary. They had a lot of essential oils. And so the woman sort of gave me this special thing. And I, you know, at the time I wasn't very holistic. I, you know, I just working hundred hours a week, living on coffee and takeout basically. Um, but they really worked. So my brain fog was clear. Uh, at the time, my son was actually having a lot of respiratory issues and he was in and out of the hospital. Um, and she had given me oils for him as well. Same thing. He was out of the hospital. So I was like, oh my God, what is this magic? <laughs> and how do I bring it to the world? And so when I went to her, she looked really distressed and she's like, actually, we're going through um, you know, a really hard time. We um, are on the brink of bankruptcy. And that's when I was like, oh my God, my purpose is to bring these amazing oils into the world. And um, so I left corporate, um, started there, you know, 
part-time to full-time and, um, you know, we really helped grow and then ended up launching into Costco, every store domestically, and then also a few internationally. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, um, so as far as your products, you have essential oils and stuff like that. Can you Correct, give us yeah. background about what kind of products you carry? Yeah, absolutely. So on the wellness side, we have essential oils for sleep, headache, you know, general detox. Um, we actually have one for each of your different chakra centers to help balance that as well. And then on the beauty side, we do a custom face oil. So being of Indian descent, what I realized is they're really, a lot of the products are really formulated for those of European descent, but our barrier function is very different depending on what continent our ancestors came from. So like your origin story matters, your genetics matter when it comes to the different oils that would work for your skin. So we actually recently just launched this custom face oil that's based not just on your skin type and your goals, like whether that's acne or fine lines or glow, but also where are you from? Because the botanicals that grow in the region that your ancestors are from are actually the best for you. Like mother nature knew that this was going to be good for those people, right? So um, it's really amazing. The results have been astounding. So I am, I'm really, really excited. Wow. I love that. I'm an esthetician as well. And so, you know, I've never really, I mean, even as an esthetician, I don't really think of that because, you know, we're so accustomed to, you know, just whatever we're taught in school. And, but I can definitely see how that's absolutely true. And every skin is different. So I love, I'm all about like custom products too. So how do you go about making those custom products? Yeah. So we use a little bit of AI and a little bit of human touch. So the AI helps kind of figure out like what are the best botanicals based on different scientific studies for your different skin type, skin goals. And again, then it then sorts it by what plants are maybe sourced in the regions where you're from, if you know where that is. Um, and then the human touches, we are, you know, Leslie, who's our head of, you know, product development, she's got an amazing background in natural products. And so then it's like, does it make sense, right? Technology, I think, takes you to a certain extent. And then there's the gut check of, is this right? You know, does, is there maybe something we could add? Um, because the other thing, the fourth layer we add is feelings. Um, so we really employ throughout the wellness and beauty side, this soul to skin approach. So it's like, if you feel good, you're going to look good, right? So one of the things it's like in our questionnaire is what do you need more of? Is it love? Is it focus? Is it energy? Um, and so that's another layer that then gets infused. And so she kind of helps formulate that piece of it. And then it's custom formulated. Um, you know, I, one of the things I realized is I had, I was using all these different products, um, because each of them just had a little bit of what I needed. Right. But I was like, wow, what if we could just give people exactly what they needed? None of what they didn't need. Right. <laughs> and then it's fresh. So there's not all those preservatives that you need generally to keep the shelf life of a product going. Um, right. So what you end up with is just a small amount of very potent formula that works just for you. So yeah, it's been really, really great to see how people have been responding. And, you know, there's also, I think a level of self-love that happens when you touch yourself with oil, because it's not just like a quick pat wipe spot, you know, like it, it's just a little bit more loving touch to yourself. So um, that part's been really great too, just hearing how people feel, you know, feel and look with it. Right. I love that. That's amazing. Um, I was just thinking about how 
as an esthetician and a spray tan artist myself, um, you know, we customize the products that we use in the service for people's specific needs. And although we're not creating, obviously, the products from scratch, that's why I always like, you know, it's so much different to go in for a service because you get this customized treatment versus just, you know, buying you know, your skincare at home, like having that custom made for you, like people want things made for them. They want to feel special. So I love that you offer that opportunity through products because that's so different than anything else really on the market. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think now more than ever, people want to be seen for their differences. It's no longer the one person fits the mold of beauty, right? Like we want to see diversity. We want to see uh, different shapes, different skin shades, you know, it comes in all different sizes. And I think that's, I think that's, what's beautiful. And I think it's so great that we're finally moving as an industry, um, slowly in that direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of talk about that too, definitely within the last year or so tons more diversity. I know in the spray tan industry, we are getting, you know, we have some great, um, diverse trainers and things of that nature. And the, how we market too, showing different body types, showing different skin tones and colors and all these different things. It's really, um, it's a lot of fun to watch in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's the right way to go. So I know you said you have your products in Costco. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? Yeah. So, you know, as we were nearing this, you know, tight cash flow issue, I knew we sort of needed a big win. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, my, my big advice to, to other people who are kind of in that situation, sometimes we think too small. And I think as women, sometimes we just don't think big enough. Right. And so I was like, well, what would be the biggest order? Like where, where would I go? And it would just be an immediate run. Right. So you think of places like Sephora or Ulta or, you know, just big box retailers. Right. And, and at the time it felt like, oh, there's no way. Right. There's no way that, it, but I was like, well, what if we just try like at that point, what do you have to lose? Um, and so started just pitching like crazy. And I'm a big believer. Um, and I think, you know, women sometimes don't do this enough, um, but just be bold, be aggressive, right? Like it's like we were told not to be aggressive our whole life, like, you know, to to be like a little bit softer. Um, and, and it's like, no, you know what? If you want something, go pound down doors until they say no, it's a yes, right? Yes. Until someone's like, no, go away. <laughs> I it's love. A yes. Wow. And so yes. that's what I did. I happened to be in Seattle, right? <laughs> you know, uh, every weekend for, you know, whatever. I didn't actually go until they told me they were free, but I was like, hey, I happened to be in the area. I happened to be in the area, right? <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah. What you got to do. So, yeah. and so then we did a test and the test was wildly successful. And then that's when they launched it, you know, throughout. Wow. That is amazing. So what was that timeline? Like, I know you said that you guys were close to bankruptcy. Yeah. So, now so it was about, it took about a year to kind of just get the alignment of the, the branding on point. Right. And then I'd say, then we went pitching. So that was maybe another six months or so. And then they, they always going to do any big box retailer is going to do a small test. So that was another year. And then, you know, so it, you know, from beginning to end was maybe three and a half years. Awesome. Perfect. That's amazing. That is quite the story. <laughs> um, so I feel like, you know, we know a little bit about your company so far and, you know, that timeline, but how has it been stepping into running your own beauty brand 
emotionally, physically, like how has that impacted your personal life? Have you always been in entrepreneurship and stuff like that? Or is this, I know, I think you had a corporate background. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I went, I actually went from, you know, everything but being the entrepreneur. I just got to tell the entrepreneur what to do. Right. (laughs) I was an investor and a consultant. Um, and so, you know, stepping into it, it's scary, right? It's, um, you know, you have to, the paycheck is not guaranteed and the paycheck of the people who work for you are not guaranteed, right? So there is definitely a little bit of fear that it came about. And um, it's very personal, like, right? You're putting products in people's homes on their skin. Um, it's It feels very personal. And that part I loved, like the part of knowing that I was a part of somebody's routine, that I was maybe helping them, you know, feel better, look better, you know, just love themselves a little bit more. All of that made me feel really good. And then one of the things I did that really, I think, transformed and made it more for me, because as women, we always want to do for others, right? Like, it's always this, like, how are we? We're caretakers, right? Um, And so we aligned our brand where almost every action that customers take on their journey creates an impact um, for another person. So, you know, it could be water in a third world country or education, but everything is tied through an organization called B1G1, which is you buy one and you give one, but we also do it where we might do a challenge on social and we'll, we'll give. So making giving such a aligned part of what we do. Cause I was like, wow, what if every time someone did something, somebody somewhere else got something like it just created that good karmic cycle. Um, and integrating that made me feel like, oh my God, this has got to be the biggest brand, right? Because we're going to create so much good. We're going to stop the industry from telling people they need a hundred products to look a certain way. Like we're going to be like, no, you're beautiful. And here's something just to help your skin. That's unique just for you. Right. And by the way, we're also going to um, make sure that we create impact every time you buy something. So I think that's, it's just been one of those things where when you, when it really fuels your soul, you're like, I'm scared, but I got to do it anyway. Right. And that's kind of where I landed. Yes. I love that. And I think that's so important, especially to, as um, you know, a lot of the people listening to this are probably either creating their own beauty products or doing services spray tans, whatever else. And that's why we got into it. I do calls. I do, um, my job at spray tan class is to communicate with people who are interested in starting their own spray tanning business and helping them get to the course that bets fits their needs. And in that, I hear a lot of these same stories. I love to make people feel good. I want to create positive impact. And I like don't know where to start or like, this is what I feel called to do. And, you know, having that intention purpose and a strong enough why is really what's going to help you move the needle forward. Because if you're doing something that feels forced and like, doesn't make you feel good, you, you know, you just won't do that much good for others. And so I think in the beauty and wellness industry as a whole, like we are really, um, we're really lucky that we get to create a lot of impact because being able to make someone feel good is just so, so important. And I think it's such a ripple effect. Absolutely. It is. It is. Yeah. No, I think the beauty world, it's, there's definitely this opportunity to do so much good and promote so much self-love. So it's, I think it's great to be here. Absolutely. I love it. Well, this has been, um, just so 
eye-opening and mind-blowing. So I know you've built this amazing brand and I know you did give a little bit of advice earlier about just (laughs) go knock on those doors. But like, if you had to give another piece of advice to someone building their own brand um, in the beauty and wellness industry, would you have any other great nuggets to give? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I would say, you know, obviously, like we talked about, you want to have your why because the entrepreneurial journey is very unlike um, what sometimes other journeys can be like in corporate where you're just kind of climbing this ladder. Um, It is all over the place. So you are up, you are down, you know, uh, you really have to be aligned with your why and feel very strongly because there's been a hundred times when I was like, should I just give up? Should I just go back? Like, this is so hard. Why is this so hard? Um, But knowing why you're doing it and feeling really good about that, even when times are tough, I think that's, you know, the biggest thing, right. Is resilience. Um, and then two, as I mentioned, be aggressive, (laughs) you know, if you want something, you got to go out and get there. And, and I think, um, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, my whole life has sort of been shaped by this ability of like random conversation. So I'd say my other piece of advice, um, is, you know, have random conversations, like talk to people. If you're struggling with something, mention it to someone, they might know somebody, you know, I, when I first got my step into, I mean, the way I even found the apothecaries, I was complaining about it to somebody else. I was like, Hey, I'm having these health issues. Right. And it was like at a random networking. It's not even like the person I knew that well, but I just am a big believer in if you need something, um, you should just be talking about it. Right. And then that power of that random conversation is what's going to get you to that next step. Um, you know, so with that comes networking, which I think is another really big piece of it. Yes. Relationships are so key. And I feel like I could be wrong here. There's no scientific proof, but I personally am an introvert. So I imagine that a lot of entrepreneurs are introverts because we don't like working with, you know, not necessarily that we don't like working with the team, but we're more intentional about the people that we work with. We're creating our own teams or, you know, a lot of, I, I personally have ADHD and I know that like, as an entrepreneur, like I use that as my superpower. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs might be a little more, maybe not um, introverted, but a little more self-aware and more, like I said, intentional with who you bring in. And when I started my business, I just really was not big on building relationships or networking or, you know, anything like that. And it really stalled me for a long time. And then when I started, you know, breaking out of my shell, going to more networking events, creating more meaningful relationships, showing my face on social media, like all of these things have made such a huge impact because relationships are everything. And there's this quote that goes something like, you know, networking will get you like, will open doors that a degree never could, for example. And I think it's so, so true, like the people that you have in your network and your circle, and they don't have to be your best friends, you don't have to talk to them every day, but the people that you associate yourself, and the energy that they carry, it really does matter. <laughs> like A really, really important piece of the puzzle, like you said, so I'm glad. Like, you- yeah, I mean, we're both in the customer service world, right? Like we have customers, and those are relationships, and those are connections. And I always say, like, you just, you never know, because for me, the biggest opportunities have come from the most unlikely people, 
right? So I just, I feel like I treat every connection, every customer, every, you just with the most love and try to add as much value because you just, you never know where that's going to go. Exactly. I think it's like we're connected to the world through every six people, you know, through six lines of connection, yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. The six degrees of separation or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I totally agree. Just from my own experience in my beauty business, like, you know, the most unlikely people will refer the most clients to you or whatever else. And like, even I have people on, like, I always say like your friends and family won't make you a millionaire. Cause like my friends and family, like they don't get spray tans, like, and that's fine. And at first it used to really bother me. Um, you know, you're like, I started this business and you expect, you know, the world from, you know, you expect so much from the people who love you. And then it, it can be a letdown, not in every situation, but if they don't understand what you're doing, they don't need your service or your products. It can be really hard to not feel like you have that support from your family. But when you realize that there are so many strangers out there rooting for you, loving the product or service that you provide. And like, that's at the end of the day, like, you know, obviously love your family and friends, but that's a different part of you. You know, like your entrepreneurial journey, like is not for your family and friends. Usually it's for, you know, the impact that you're creating with these other people. So, um, just like you said, you never know whose life you can touch, who will make an impact in your life, you know, or in your business, who will refer clients to you. So just being genuine um, in, in all of your customer service. And I always, I recently did a training on social media and I was like, your social media presence and your like personal branding um, is a form of customer service. Cause you know, if you're not coming on and engaging with your clients on social media, like, you know, people like to see the face behind the brand and they like to, especially when you're the only, you know, person and the service provider and you're seeing clients naked or whatever, but you know, it's all relationship building. Like social media is just a tool, but at the end of the day, it's relationship building. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of trust there, right? You just said something pretty key or like, you know, you see your clients naked, right? So there's a lot of trust that needs to be connected. And similarly, you know, we're, we're providing something that people are putting on their face, right? Like we're, we're getting very personal. And so exactly. the ability for people to understand like, who are you and are our values aligned, right? Can we find our tribe? And like you said, you're, you have the tribe you're kind of born with, which is like your family. Um, but then it's like these other tribes of people who are just really aligned and saying, you know what, I want to do thing. I want to do things the way that's ethical. I want to do things in a way that helps people and the planet. Um, and those people, what's great is those bonds that you form and the connections that they have, they, you know, it's a ripple effect really quickly. So we found that once we found the right community of people who are like, yeah, we want to buy ethical beauty, you know, we want to do what's right for my skin, but also for the planet. It, it was like a stronger circle, a stronger tribe, as you would say. Yes. Or the business. Exactly. And you will attract those people too, as long as you are staying firm in those values and your morals. Um, and that's why it's so important if you're in the beginning phases of creating your business to make sure you know what your brand values and morals are, because, you know, that's how you will attract, um, 
your ideal clients. And I really like at the end of the day, I have the best clients. I seriously, truly have no problem clients and knock on wood because I'm probably going to have a horrible client tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously, like I, I feel that the work that I put out and the energy I put out, the love and intention and purpose that I pour into my business, it all comes right back to me as well. So at the end of the day, it's not about me, obviously, but you, you do have to run your business in alignment with your brand values or else you're going to be burned out. You're going to be attracting the wrong clients, all of that bad stuff. (laughs) Well, that's the thing I always tell people, I was like, you know, whether you're in alignment or not, depending on whether you're feeling frustrated, bitter, right. If you're, if you're feel if you're having these feelings more than once in a week, then you're probably not in alignment with where you're working or what you're doing or what you're using even, you know, like I think a lot of times we, we just do what's mainstream and maybe that's not what's really right for you specifically. Right. And then we start having these feelings and it's like, Oh, why are we having all this, you know, um, frustration or bitterness? And, and it's like, okay, well, you're probably not in alignment. You're probably not living in alignment or working in alignment with your true values. Right. And I love that you said that because it just makes me think of like, this, you know, social media world that we live in comparisonitis all the time. And even in spray tan groups, you know, it's always like, what should I do? Or beauty groups or esthetician groups, whatever the case may be like, oh, what would you do in this situation? And I'm always like, it doesn't matter what other people would do in this situation. Like, what do you feel like is the right action to take in this situation? Like, what does your brand stand for? What should you do? Because what works for other people isn't always going to work for you. And if you're acting out of fear or just the um, feeling like you should do something because social media says you should do it, then like you said, it all comes back into feeling frustrated and not running your business to how you should. Um, and so I'm always, I love that going way back to what you said in the very beginning of this episode is that you add a human touch to your, to your, um, product creation process, because at the end of the day, it's, you should be like, being a human first, you're not a salesperson first, you're not a spray tan artist first. At the end of the day, like you are running a business, but you're a human running a business and letting that dictate, you know, how you run your business is such a better way. And I feel like we're in this society of like, you should do this and run your business like this. And you have to be on social media all the time. And it's just exhausting if I'm being honest. And I feel like luckily we're at this phase where a lot of people are getting back to that more holistic thing of like, we are a human first and our clients are human and it just, it feels good. I mean, I'm, I'm getting to that spot and I hope other entrepreneurs are as well. Yeah, no, I, you know, and it's, it's, um, you know, I had an experience that really kind of relates recently. I I lost my yoga teacher, which was very sad. She's my yoga teacher for many years. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's so many different yoga teachers and there's so many different yoga classes. Right. And I'm like, but no one had the magic that she had for me. And so I think sometimes we think, oh, well, there's so many different spray tanning or there's so many different face oils, but no one's going to have the magic 
that you have for the tribe that you pull in. And I just think it's a really important reminder of don't look at what someone else is doing. She's found, they found their people. You do you because you're going to attract people for who you are and your energy. Um, and that's going to be unlike anybody else's. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was a really sad event, but it was a really important reminder that just because other people do what you do um, doesn't mean that it's the customer is receiving it in the same way. Yes, absolutely. There's this quote that I love that goes, they can steal your recipe, but the sauce won't taste the same. And I'm like, yes. Like it's sometimes it's like, yes. But then at the end of the day, you're like, no, that is very like, if you dig down deep, like that is so, so true. Like people could use the same products as you in spray tanning, for example, they can use the same solution, have the same technique, be trained by the same person. But at the end of the day, your business and their business are so separate. And you both deserve the same success too. (laughs) Like, why are we, you know, there's plenty, like, right? So there's, there's, a, there's an abundant universe, like with abundant, you exactly. know, uh, business for everyone. So I totally agree, man. That is so, so many good nuggets. I really appreciate your time and your thoughtfulness and this positive energy. I feel like these conversations need to be had more because it is so easy to get caught up in, you know, just the technicalities of running the business and not, you know, the energy that we're putting into it. So thank you for all of these amazing reminders. <laughs> Before we hop off, I want you to give a, I want to give you an opportunity to share with everyone where they can find you and your amazing products. Oh, I so, appreciate that so much. I yeah, thanks. Um, so the website is ksahai.com, ksahai.com, and you can find us on social at love ksahai. Awesome. We will put all of that in the show notes. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Of course. And it has been a pleasure being the guest host on the We Do Business Babes podcast. I am so sad that the episode is over, but we can still connect even further. Head on over to Facebook and add yourself to the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group. We have 9,500 women from all around the world that are in the beauty industry. And I promise you, it's not like other Facebook groups. We are high vibe, energetic, and we are definitely there to help one another out. I can't wait to see you there.